Awesome date. December 6th, 2010. Awesome topic. Jingle our bells. This is the Awesome Cast. Kevin. And I'm Basil. And that's us. Well, uh, today we've got a very Christmas-themed awesome cast. Because we can't think of anything else to do. Yeah, we can't think of anything else to talk about. So, it's December, and that means holiday filler. Woohoo! Woohoo! You'll notice that we did not have a podcast the past two weeks. Sorry about that. Stuff came up. People got sick. Mothers have been in hospitals, and Black Friday occurred. We yeah. all work real jobs where that's actual real impact on our lives. He uh, said stuff came up. Stuff came up. That too. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they don't know what we're talking about, but we, no. do. but we do. Stuff. Stuff. Yeah. He's talking about sex. Well, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> So, yes, we'll be covering in the main topic or du jour, Christmas holiday specials, other holidays, Movies. holiday specials and of holidays. Holiday specials of holiday-ness-ness or something. But, but first, as always, it's a moment of awesome. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. We tell about things that are awesome. So we just need to record me doing that, so I don't have to do it every. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but we're lazy, so we won't. So yeah, what's your no, awesome, Kevin. Well, me, just jump it on me, and because mm-hmm. I'm here, and and I'm yeah, sing the awesome song. Um, okay, well, fine. Uh, I've got your moment of awesome. Uh, <laughs> Super Robot Wars L, uh, import Japanese game. DS game that costs you like a PS3 game in the US. Um, <laughs> but, but are there moon letters? No. Yes, there are lots of moon letters. But um, it's your basic Super Robot Wars title. You get your uh, a selection of anime super robots and not-so-super robots fighting the bad guys from said same shows. Turn-based strategy, awesome. And this one has... Xer 1 and Xer 3 in it, so it's like the greatest game in the series ever. Um, really. <laughs> that, is it. Xers that, that amazing, such that really their presence elevates this game above all others? Yes. In fact, I'm pretty sure the inclusion of Xer 1 made, is what made Lee order this game, too. Um, Xer 1 is a, a deal maker. That's... Uh, I, I would buy it anyways, but Ixer 1 was like, oh, snap. I had to put the extra fast shipping on it. That's that's how awesome it was. 
it's hard to say anything exciting about it if you're not into the Super Robot Wars franchise. Um, it's like very nearly my favorite game series ever. It's certainly the only thing I regularly import. Uh, it helps to be a little moon literate. Um, <laughs> actually, I've learned a lot of Japanese from this series. <laughs> but uh, that's uh, but yeah, there you go. It's awesome. And uh, the L stands for lesbians. Excellent. Not officially, but Not it officially, does. but it does. It does. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. I'm, I'm, I don't know. If you don't love Robot Wars, I, I don't know what else to say about it. <laughs> okay, um, I guess I'll go next. There's actually a few things. Um, number one, oh, you guys hear about the arsenic-based life form or whatever? Or? Yes, uh, it, it, it can metabolize arsenic can when metabolize, yeah. no a bacteria that it, by no logical reason should be able to metabolize arsenic because nothing does, but it can. <laughs> yeah, it's it's actually pretty crazy, so that's pretty awesome. I just read the like Wikipedia entry this morning. It was pretty cool. Um, Japan increased the official kanji uh, count for um, the first time in 60 years. I had not heard about that. Yeah, 193 characters were added. With, Son of uh, a bitch. <laughs> with like 12 removed or something. Um, <clears throat> and uh, apparently a lot of people believe it's... Um, well, I don't know if they believe. That's what the article I read said. It said it was due to... Uh, uh, the fact that computer typing makes typing kanji easier, mm. so um, they they, it was more. more in. It was, yeah, it was more accessible. I think a lot of more technical stuff. I'm yeah, not, I'm not sure about that. That's the vibe I got from the article. I just wrote an article. Someone linked me, so it was kind of. Well, most Japanese people don't even know all the kanji characters. Well, yeah, th uh, this this was the so. it's the official list of it's not the official list of all kanji. It's the official list of kanji that educated Japanese should know. And uh, apparently they're changing the curriculum in Japanese schools to include them so that they're included in them. That's interesting. I know it puts me a little bit more behind on the kanji. Um, but, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. And uh, let's see, three. Oh, my God, finals are done. <laughs> this semester at UH is over. Over. I got an A on my paper. I sound kind of drunk because that's drunkness with freedom. And there's... Four finals. weeks until the yeah, finals at UH are totally done. Uh, let's see. And that was just awesome. And if you guys don't, if anything in the universe is awesome, finals being done is, is in fact awesome. Yeah, it is. Uh, I, I say this like I know. I'm the one not in school. I'm because, you know. And yeah. uh, along the more traditional lines, um, let's see. I think Red Day 4 came out recently. I haven't read it yet, but I think Red Day 4 is on the shelves. We need to check that out. Um, and oh man, I had something in here, and I totally I have a oh a Chu Volume Three. Like anybody who reads American comic books should read Chu, uh, C H E W. It is I think I've mentioned it on here before as something awesome. I think Volume Two when Volume Two came out, I mentioned, and I'll do it again. It's about a detective that has a superpower, which is he has the ability to read people psychically by tasting things. Like, when he tastes a chicken, he can tell where, it, how it lived, what it ate, where it was killed, and he feels it all as if he felt it himself. Um, which is why he can't eat much, because when he eats a hamburger, for example, he feels the cow being slaughtered, it being hung and fattened, uh, uh, to, and all the horrible things done to it. And he uses his ability to be a detective. Like, um, he, for example, at one point accidentally eats some blood that got into the soup that somebody made for him. And uh, when the person cut themselves, and using that, he was able to tell them the guy was actually a serial killer, and that he had killed all these people and actually used it in his soup. Uh, 
anyhow, it's a really great series, and Volume 3, I don't think just came out, I think it came out two weeks ago, so. It's a bizarre premise. It is, it is a bizarre premise, but it's interesting, it's new. Um, American comics are really starting, in a lot of ways, um, to be, what what I always found in Japanese comics, I never read Japanese comics for the Japanese-ness, I read it because manga can do things that American comics were not allowed to do. They were allowed to do the weird, the crazy, the, the you know, they weren't just all capes, you know, and that's what uh, American comics were, were capes. And I love capes books. I love Spider-Man, I love Batman, I love the Green Lantern, and like tons of, tons of superhero comics. Love them, love them, love them. But uh, I read Japanese comics to get my fix of stuff, the stories that were off the wall and cool and weird, but were not cape stories. And American comics are starting to do it. I mean, Chew, uh... Uh, the Boys right now, uh, which I guess is a Capes book technically, but man, uh, you know, Walking Dead. There's uh, in, there's a, there's a lot of uh, good stuff out there. But anyway, that's one. There's a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. Finals are done, yay! Basil, <coughs> I have a manga that is not a Cape book. Well, most manga aren't, but that's true. Yeah, that's... This one is especially not. I mean, there's no superpowers of any sorts. Just really, really, really crappy situations. You mean no one's you a ghost? Like depressing manga. I just want to say that. What is it with you lately? Depressing yeah. manga and, and anime. With your depressing it's the manga. Days. I mean, well, uh, that's fair. I... <laughs> that's that's fair. No, but, um, Christmas depresses the fuck out of me. Just saying. Well, um, but, there, is, there is that. But but I mean, and just you know, we'll take this aside and just say you know, you like that that sunshiny. That anime about the people in prison, you know, that you were really liking a little oh, there. Oh, leave Rainbow alone. I'm it's just awesome. saying, well, it's, <laughs> I'm not saying these things aren't awesome. I say, I'm saying that lately you seem to have a fascination with the depressing manga that I don't, I don't understand. Yes, Mr. Poe. Why is Po? <laughs> What's up, Poe? <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I've got to cut myself. Anyway. Anyways, no this simple. is called Not Simple, not simple. by uh, Natsume Ono, who also did House of Five Leaves. Uh, uh, that, that's why you picked it up uh, well yeah because I've actually had this book um, on my shelf for like half a year now mm-hmm. and I just recently just actually picked it up to read it I guess it does kind of look like that kind of like the House of Five Leaves design a little now that you mention that like it's very I mean her art is very simplistic but very expressive because of course you guys can see this picture when we discuss you how totally it looks like can. House of Five Leaves I mean, yeah. I mean showing it to the microphone so you can see so, it you need to engage your podcasto cam that or you all just have look up the cover on yes. Google as I'm sure you can yes. but it's about a young man's journey of, of horrible tragedies where it starts off with him dying and goes on from there. Wait, I thought you said it didn't involve any weird stuff. If he dies, how can it go on? Um, it's, it is an in me a res thing. It's, oh, a, it's, okay. a, it's a retrospective, right? It's oh, told, so he yeah. dies, and then they tell like, stories about before the, he died. The, the prologue is the ending of the story. Wow. And then they start up from the beginning of the story and tells it up to the point where it would be the prologue. Wow, talk about no bright spot in the future. You know the kid dies. And it's about him looking for his sister, who may or may not be his mother, and what <laughs> the events that have transpired when he was a kid. You're eating some wacky stuff, Basil. That's just Well, a... it's a story about him never giving up hope until hope is all lost. And then he dies. And then he dies. That sounds great, Basil. Uplifting. Exciting. <laughs> I didn't realize when I picked it up that's going to be this way. They oh. should make that into a movie and show it every year at Christmas. <laughs> they should. <laughs> you guys are weird. 
And I haven't told you any of the bad things that actually happened in this book. You'll cry. Like, but it's really good. <laughs> it's really good. You'll be I so agree. sad, you'll want to kill yourself. But it's a really good story. <laughs> but... I have not play. read it. I'm just talking out my butt here. Um, that's a... I've also been playing Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, which is more Assassin's Creed, and that's not a bad thing. It also has a really, really neat multiplayer. I have pretty much heard the worst thing anybody say about it is it's pretty much it's more Assassin's Creed. It's pretty much exactly Assassin's Creed. If, if, if you like that. Groovy. Which, to me, that sounds great. I, I really want to see the next bit of the story. Like, it does continue the story. The trick is that it's very polished, Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, it's... It already seems you more or less know everything. They do sort... They do cut you down on your total abilities in sort of a Metroid-esque fashion, but only somewhat. Mm-hmm. Um, you get, like, half to two-thirds of your abilities, and the rest you... You know, and so it, all you really need more is more health. Mm. Definitely. And they give you new stuff to do. The online's fine. <clears throat> it's yep. good stuff. Multiplayer. Well, alrighty. Multiplayer. Mm. Next time, baby, uh, maybe I'll talk about some cheese sweet home. How about that? Cheese sweet home. I have actually not ever seen or read that. Although it's, it's good stuff and totally not depressing. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll do a podcast about that later. That's that that's very happy and also manga. So we can strike down the thing that I only like depressing things. Well, no, I didn't say you only like depressing things. I said just lately, lately you seem fascinated by depressing things. So that's just because I I recently picked up Gekiga. Like that's and that's, just you know, Gekiga huh. comes depressing. Maybe it's you know maybe it's kind of this weird thing because like when I'm depressed, I'll watch like uplifting heroic things. So. Basil, I think, is basically happy. So uh, maybe that's why he's reading depressing stories. To bring me back down? Bring you back down to the rest of us. Okay. I don't know. Get your head out of the clouds, Basil. Yeah, once again, I'm talking out my ass. Um, That's what I'm good at today. Really, really depressing clouds. I feel this is a podcast where talking out our asses is going to be essential. Uh, And on that note, we'll be right back. Okay. Okay. Well, and we're back. 
So this uh, kind of roundtable sort of discussion thing is going to be about the most awesome and occasionally I have the feeling not awesome uh, Christmas specials or or um, shows or movies or so you know of all time we'll eventually decide what is the most awesome Christmas movie of all time. Let's see. Uh, Which is very obvious. We already know, but we'll let's see. That Christmas later. movies. So we got like. Uh, um, well, I mean, you talk about stuff like uh, you haven't seen the Star Wars Christmas special. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh yeah, but, I saw the Nostalgia uh, Critic review it. Yeah, it, it, it nearly yeah. drove him insane. Um, <laughs> and the, apparently, the B. Arthur part was actually the best part of it, and that should frighten you. There's a, there's a Star Wars <laughs> Christmas special, which if you are a Star Wars fan of any any shy, size, shape, and you've never seen this. It's all over the internet. Go, go find it, especially this time of year. Like a new torrent comes out every December for it because it was a it was a Christmas special, and it's it's got a lot of George Lucas likes to pretend it doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it's, it's something so bad, even George went out of all yeah. the prequel crap. This is the thing he wants to pretend doesn't exist. I know, right? He releases the Ewok Adventures, but we don't get the Boba Fett cartoon. That is actually a pretty good. There's a Boba Fett cartoon about Space Christmas. Yeah. Um, well, the that, whole thing is sort of about Space Christmas. Well, it's but, about uh, Life Day, the Wookiee yeah. Christmas. The Wookiee Christmas. The Wookiee Christmas. The Wookiees, <laughs> who are apparently not subtitled or anything, but there's a shitload of Wookiee <laughs> dialogue. Yeah. And you just kind of got to infer. Well, some of the Wookiees um, talk. Like, don't, don't a couple of the Wookiees actually You know, talk I don't know. I, this is, I didn't see it in the um, version of the Star Wars nerd. I am a Star Wars nerd. You should know this. I get well. It's been a while since I've watched it. It's, it's bad. I, I won't it's refute. Watch. I won't refute that maybe some of the Wookiees talk. They I might. I think a Wookiee talks at some point. But the, the point Let is, the Wookiee talk. The point is, you hang out with Chewbacca's family on Kashyyyk, and then it's a variety show, sort of. Yeah, it's like most of the like, actors walk in for two minutes and walk out. Yeah, like it's, it's almost like a telephone where it's like, yeah, and it's B. Arthur, and it's a. Uh, yeah, there is a bit with B. Arthur, and that's actually sort of entertain. That's actually one of the better bits. It's it's sad. She's yeah, like, sort of. she's has a canteen. A canteen. I don't know if it's the infamous cantina, but she has a cantina on Tatooine that gets closed by the Imperials, and she sings a closing the bar song. It's sad that this is actually the best part of the special. Yeah, this is yeah, and it's uh, <laughs> but it is awesome, and that is more Star Wars, and it's uh, more Star Wars from before Lucas went crazy. Um, so I, I'm not sure if it's before he went well, crazy. Well, it's it's free, but it's you know it's worth checking out in all of your Star Wars fans. It's not that hard to find, really. Yeah, uh, it's all over the internet. Like even it's painful at times, though. <laughs> um, my favorite Christmas stories are actually always versions of the Christmas Carol. I mm-hmm. have uh, watched a million, billion ver- versions of Charles Dickens' work, and uh, uh, it is it is really God. It's got to be the most uh, repeated Christmas story that's not the Nativity in the history of anything. And, you know, the Nativity story is actually pretty good. Just oh, yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry, you brought you mentioned the Nativity, um, <laughs> but I, I would have to say. Uh, my favorite version ever, and someone will probably, I will get an email that will strike me down for this, but uh, it has got to be The Muppet Christmas Carol. It's the first Muppet movie, I believe, done after Jim Henson's death. Um, I know it has... Or did that come before Muppet Treasure Island? That did become before Muppet Treasure Island. I get them confused. But, the Muppet yeah. Christmas Carol is one that actually has the card in it that says In Loving Memory of Jim Henson. Mm. Um, and uh, I think he was actually involved in some of its pre-production. Like I think right. there are things in it that are still his. Like, I think some of the songs and some of the stuff. I'm, I could be wrong on that. Don't. Uh, it is pretty entertaining. Me, but uh, it is my absolute favorite version of all time. Like Gonzo and Rizzo as as Charles Dickens. It's like 
you know, like... Uh, Why not? Oh, yeah, yeah well, like, <laughs> oh, Mr. God, like, smotty pants. Like, you know, I love the, the, <laughs> the dichotomy of, of Gonzo going around going, you don't understand, I'm the writer in this. I'm Charles Dickens. I know everything. <laughs> like, and, and Rizzo going, well, then what's going to happen next? And he's going, that window's going to open, and the window opens, <laughs> you know? And it's like... I mean, just the very first minute of the thing gives you... You know, Gonzo, you see Gonzo and Rizzo, and Gonzo says, I am Charles Dickens, and I am here to tell the story. And Rizzo says, and I am Rizzo, and I am here for the food. And, like, starts eating an apple off a vendor. It's just, it's brilliant. It's wonderful stuff. The, the two, uh, Waldorf and, uh, Stadler and Waldorf as, as Marley, as both as Marley. Both was, as Marley, I remember that. Uh, yeah. Fozzie Wig. Mr. Fozzywig instead of Mr. Fizzywig. It's, it's a really... It was good stuff. It was good stuff. Uh, the, the eagle, Sam the eagle going, it is the American way, and whispering, and then, you know, Gonzo comes over and whispers him, he says, <clears throat> I mean, it is the British way, because <laughs> there was no America yet at this point, and it's like... Uh, so that's pretty brilliant. Um, uh, the Mickey, the one I watched most as a kid was the Mickey Mouse version. I don't know if anybody saw the Mickey Mouse Christmas. I probably have seen it, but it's been a with, really with, long uh, time. Yeah. Scrooge McDuck. It was the Ducktales version. Well, of course, it's Scrooge McDuck because he's Scrooge. Is, is Scrooge. Uh, yeah, and this, uh, it's a really Pete, good version. I think Pete was the ghost of Christmas yet to come. Um, no, wait, maybe Goofy was Marley. Uh, they invented a new ghost for Christmas present, and they, I don't remember what they did for, for uh, Yet to Come. I think it turned out to be, like, I think it was Pete. No, good, no the good, the Christmas, oh, Yet to Come was Pete, you're right. Yet yeah. to Come was Pete, we smoking a cigar, I remember now. Yeah. And what was Christmas past? I can't remember. You know, I don't yeah, remember. Past is always, for me, the least memorable. This is moment. just now, like, coming into my brain again after Yeah, exactly. Years, so, uh, I always had this image, the very image with Scrooge, like, of McDuck falling into his own grave. I'll change, and I... I that is burned into my brain. I saw it so many times as a, as a child. I actually just bought it. That's why I'm yeah. talking about it. I was in Best Buy buying Christmas presents for, uh, actually, uh, you uh, were one of them, Basil. And, uh, like, uh, the other one was Susie, um, who will never listen to this. So I can say is getting the Metalocalypse uh, Blu-ray DVD set. But, uh, and she'll never know because she does not listen to us. Yeah, if she if you do in fact by random listen to this one, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Um, yeah. So I um, just um, Scrooged. I know we were just talking about Scrooge. Bill Murray. And Bill Murray. Uh, back when Bill Murray was awesome. Actually, Bill Murray's still awesome. Anybody still Zombieland knows that when he wants to be, Bill Murray is still badass. But uh, I need to watch that. You need to watch. Uh, it's yeah. the best Bill. Just for the Bill Murray bit. Just for Bill Murray as Bill Murray. Like he's playing himself. And, uh, I've seen some. Bill Murray has had some off movies recently. Yeah, he's had some off movies, Life Aquatic, and uh, yeah. stuff like that. Um, so, you know, but Bill Murray is, this is generally is, this good. This is Ghostbusters Groundhog Day. Bill Murray at his best, at his finest. It's a modern retelling of Scrooge. Um, like, what, is he like a corrupt around, TV. Uh, a, he's a corrupt TV, TV. Think the character from Thirty Rock. That's what I always imagine. That the. The horrible like CEO Baldwin. guy, the Baldwin yeah. in Thirty Rock. It's what I always imagine when I see this uh, Bill Murray is, and it has the scariest fucking Ghost of Christmas yet to come ever. Like uh, he is there's very a scene, uh, Reaper. Yeah, there's uh, there's a scene where they well, did you remember the scene where they opened his chest? Yeah, and there's all these bats and demons fly out, and Bill Murray just closes the chest and he's like, oh. That's horrible. <laughs> like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like it's uh, it's really, really good. I'm um, sure if that means he made a sanity 
save or fail that? Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, did he make his sanity check or fail it? Who fucking knows? You know? Yeah. Um, so those are always just the ones that just I just actually read a Christmas card a little bit ago, and it always what amazes me is how often it, it's they're so faithful. The, the you'd think you know something written then in the 1800s, you know, or whenever it was. I think it was 1800s, right? Dickens's. Ooh, uh, hard to say, but yeah, yeah, you're probably about right. Um, and it's still so. I mean, they they quote. It, I mean, they quote it line for line all the time. It's just so brilliant, you know. Like, um, there there are. He did get paid by the word? No, he did not. For sure, not for that one. Actually, that was a financial Christmas. That's an interesting fact about the Christmas Carol. It almost ruined him. It was not a financial success because it was uh, printed in color, huh. and that was really super expensive. And while it sold, and actually, I think it sold out. The cost of printing it was so much that it, that they couldn't make their money back, even when they sold out of it. Interesting. Like, um, but it wasn't paid by line on that one. No, that uh, was not a magazine one. That was not like Great Expectations, where he's being paid by the word. Like, uh, yeah. like he was he was doing that as a standalone. You know, uh, and, and that's that's another one where it's one of those things where uh, where that was back when authors you just you know you paid a printer so much. And then, you know, he printed them and you just sold them and that was one of them. Yeah, so that's... Uh... Those, are, those are always my favorites. Um, there's others. There's just one they show every year, the Christmas story. Isn't that what it's called? With the... Um, the was it the Red the Rider BB gun, BB gun? The, the Red Rider the, uh, BB gun. The, the uh, going secret in, message in the Dakota Ring. Yeah, secret message yeah. in the Dakota Ring and the, the, them going to the China, the ruin the turkey and having to go to the China. Yeah, who is it? I think it's, was it, is it TBS who like shows it for like 24, 24 hours on hour, Christmas? 24 hours, yeah, always those 24 hours Like, Christmas. if you've never seen Christmas yeah, Story, well. You will see it. There's no reason to buy it on DVD. They always hawk it on DVD every year and I'm like, why yeah. the fuck would you do that? They show it like 40 No, what people ask for, in my story anyways, is uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yes. Uh, and we always saw a lot of it. That's Early. A, that's a big one. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, that's pretty funny. That's um, a good Christmas movie. Muppet um, Christmas Carols. Just just to break in again. It's hard to find, by the way, these days. So if you got to track it down on DVD, um, I remember I asked for it like two years ago for for Christmas, and it took uh, my fiance all of December, and she went to every, like she said like seven WalMarts, twelve of this, you know, all the Targets, all the Best Buys. I think I have it at my Walmart. Yeah, they they always yeah. get it at the beginning of the season. It sell, they always get like four copies and it sells like that. Yeah. And then Maybe I should buy it up while we still have it. Because I don't own a DVD copy. Um, that is, it's, we uh, may not have a VHS copy anymore since my mom got rid of a lot of our VHSs. Let's see. Uh, What's another one? National Planet Movements is a good one. Uh, well, as we all know, the best Christmas film is, you know, Die Hard. Die Hard. Die I was going to save that one because I think yeah. that is, I think well, uh, we're you know, there are a lot of movies that are only peripherally. It's they happen around Christmas. They're not really about Christmas. Yeah, well, Die Hard's so weird because it, I almost feel in a way. You know, we were joking about it earlier, but I almost feel in the way the story is sort of about Christmas in the family and people you love kind of way. Yeah. But it was yeah. like it used Christmas as the lens the background. to reflect, yeah, or the backdrop yeah. to reflect, a reason. To, uh, it made a very good reason for him to be to there, be where he was, to be with his uh, wife. His, yeah, his with, wife was, was there. His wife. They were separated, but I don't think they were. They weren't divorced. They weren't separated. divorced, if yeah. I'm remembering right. And that that right there is one of those uh, uh, and, seminal Christmas movies. And it's about Bruce Willis giving gifts to terrorists. Bullets are, are bullets. Yeah. bullets are not gifts. Well, bullets are not gullets. Bullets are not gifts. Yeah, this reminds. We've had the same discussion. So, yeah, we're back yeah. in the days when terrorists were evil Europeans. Evil Europeans. <laughs> <laughs> instead of 
I'm sorry. Of, I know you got that somewhere from the internet. I think, yes, I did. Possibly funny. even from Basil. <laughs> it, it's instead of God bless us everyone. It's yippee ki yay motherfucker. I like, mean, it's the same story. Yeah, for it's a, one, it's years a and years afterwards, Alan Rickman couldn't hardly be in America without someone coming up to him and saying yippee ki yay hey, motherfucker. I'm sure. And I'm so, sure. You know. Uh, let's see. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life. Well, that's yeah. Um, that's kind of a standby. There's the stand stand. Um, well, for God's sakes, Mary, they made this thing in Bedford Falls. Um, yep. And, and you know. Like, it's a good story. Um, Miracle on 34th Street. The original Miracle on 34th Street is always uh, one of my favorite. It's been remade at least a couple of times. At least a couple of times. And it's, they're not as good. It's never as good. They're never bad. Because if you follow the actual Miracle on 34th Street story, then which they, I think, always have, it's such a good, well-written, well-thought-out story that I don't think you can do a bad one. But... Uh, but man alive, is it not? Uh, is it not remake? You know, just, it just never works. But it's just the Miracle Thirty Fourth Street. If you guys, you know, everybody in the universe should know what Miracle Thirty Fourth Street is. But if you don't, it's the movie about a man who claims to actually be Santa Claus, and he gets, you know, sue. They sue him about his identity, and and uh, yeah, spoiler tags. He's Santa Claus. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well it's, it's it's very good. You know, it's it's my dad loves it because he because it's a you know it's a legal battle. Yeah. And my dad says that everything that happens in it is perfectly. You know, he's like, "This is so much better written than an episode of Law and Order." Like, it's <laughs> like an actual, you know, a federal agency, the United States Post Office, goes, goes, you know, we have all these letters to Santa, and we want to get rid of them. Let's go send them to this old man that's on trial. And so the, the lawyer goes, the federal government has recognized this man as Santa Claus. He is Santa Claus. And the court has to go, okay, like if the federal government is beyond our jurisdiction to tell. Boom. <laughs> You're Santa Claus, dude. You're Santa Claus, dude. And of course, yeah. he, you know, spoiler warning, as Kevin said, yeah. he's really a Santa Claus. There is, of course, uh, Ernest Saves Christmas. Ernest Saves Christmas. Also with Santa Claus. I've been in a long time. Uh, That's almost the diehard quality of yeah. action there. Like that that. Is, it's, oh, it's, well, <laughs> it depends on your, how funny you find Ernest. Yeah, exactly. How um, do you like Ernest? Do you like Ernest or do you? Because it's a lot of Ernest. Um, if you like, the, and the guy who's the Santa Claus is pretty good, um, as well as the, uh, it's really just about Santa Claus is looking for a replacement Santa Claus because apparently you, you trade off every so often. Oh, yeah. And, uh, like, you can't be Santa Claus forever. And just Ernest gets involved in the story and he is himself. And somehow that makes it all work out in the end. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Um, some bad ones. I mean, bad Tim ones. Allen's The Santa Claus. I hate that movie. He killed Santa. He's got to become Santa. It's the contract. If you kill Santa, if you become Santa. There can be only one. <laughs> and it's literally one. I, if I remember the movie correctly, that is literally the plot. Is he? Tim Allen is a is a guy up on his roof yeah. putting up lights, and he accidentally trips and kills Santa Claus by making him fall off the roof. And there's a clause which says, if you kill Santa Claus, then you must become Santa Claus. Well, like, apparently it's whoever puts on the coat. Yeah, it's whoever puts on the outfit after he's dead becomes yeah. the Santa Claus. Because it's the Santa Claus. Because it's the oh. Santa Claus. Do you know there's a sequel of that was direct to video or something that was called Santa Claus 2, The Escape Clause? No, it was, was like, um, that was the third one. There was the third one, okay. That was the I, third one. It has Martin Short as Jack Frost. And yeah. I was sitting there looking at it and going, it's horrible. that movie got written because someone thought of that title. Yeah. Someone, some corporate writer was going, I've got the greatest Well, the second title one the was the Mrs. Claus. Ah, yeah. He had to terrible. find a wife. Oh, I, I remember, th- yes, yeah. you're right. Oh, um. the, I, I don't so much dislike the first one, but two and three definitely go downhill. Like, yeah, three is horrible. 
Three is horrible. I, I feel sorry for Martin Short. He also used to be really funny at one point. And now he's... Uh, now he's less funny. There's... Yeah. Direct from Twitter. Direct. Neil says, Remember when A Christmas Story was a nice unknown holiday classic? Yeah, I don't, but... Uh, I don't either. <laughs> like, Drink your you. Ovaltine. Drink your Ovaltine. Yeah, I don't ever remember when A Christmas Story... When I was a kid, I remember going, watching, we had this gigantic TV that must have weighed 4 million pounds and been 12 inches across. And, like, I remember on that old TV, like, watching A Christmas Story. Yes. There's no... Neil, Neil, I have to tell you, you're full of shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> that was never... <laughs> Now, well, a, didn't Tiny Tunes do a variation on It's a Wonderful Life? Yes. I'm sure they did. Ne- yes, they like did. nearly everyone does. Yes, like I was in It's a Wonderful Life. I was, with, I think Plucky Duck is probably. Uh, so I remember ignoring it while playing Tetris on my Game Boy. Yeah, yes. I would go so far to say is any show that runs long enough, long enough. will do an It's a Wonderful Life episode. Yeah, there you go. Someone will go. Well, I shouldn't have existed. I make everyone's life uh, shit, and it's like poof, you don't exist. Now look at the world. See, it's horrible now. Don't you wish you were there? Yeah, I'm awesome, I guess. <clears throat> Good, you're back. My favorite take on that was actually the Simpsons take on it, where Homer's like, I should have never married Marge, and the guy like shows them their, li- their life, and Mar- Homer is a millionaire living with his hot wife and like never having to work, and Marge is also a millionaire living with her hot husband. And the ghost is just like, Enough of this! Because the ghost is in the form of Colonel Clink. Oh, Colonel Clink. Because that's what Homer... Uh, Colonel Clink, why have you forsaken, forsaken me? me? I remember that one, yeah. Uh, let's uh, see. Oh, there was a... That actually drove something around in my head that I wanted to say. It's a terrible <laughs> Simpsons. I hate all the Simpsons Christmas episodes. Yeah. I really... Wait. Oh, yeah, it was about the It's a Wonderful Life. Isn't that like it turns out better when they're gone? I was going to say, well, isn't that the plot of Butterfly Effect? <laughs> <basically? laughs> Butterfly Effect, yeah. yeah. Did they start the Simpsons on Christmas? Uh, the original, I think the, the original the first Tristy TV Ullman series. Short, I think the original Tristy Ullman short is a Christmas. Like episode, it's it? well, like the first, it was actually a special. It predated the TV show, but the TV show started up right after. It was like the first time it wasn't on the Tracy Ullman show. Oh, okay. And yeah, I yeah. do believe that was a Christmas special, and that's where they got Santa's little helper. Santa's little helper, who you know, he for, hangs around yeah, racetracks, you know. Who will forever occasionally get his name rewritten <laughs> as Satan's little helper. Uh, I'm telling you the truth, my uh, favorite Christmas show from a TV show that I've seen in a long time was uh, uh, The American Dad. American Dad did one called The Most, Amer- uh, the Most Adequate Christmas Ever. <laughs> and it was about how like Stan was like, "Oh, this Christmas, you all suck at Christmas. I'm gonna go get the cursed Christmas tree," and he dies while getting it. Mm-hmm. And so he goes to heaven and and like demands a second chance. He's in this courtroom and like he his, Stan's argument whenever he, he starts to lose is to pull his gun out. And all the angels laugh at him and go, "That's you know your mortal guns can do nothing here." And he's like, "You're right." And grabs goes to an angel and grabs his heaven gun. And he's got this golden gun. And he's like, "I've got a heaven gun." <laughs> Okay. Like, yeah, exactly. It had, had a pun in it. It was like, hello and goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. Yes. And uh, it was just really funny. You know, I don't um, know. Sometimes I've uh, surprisingly run into Christmas episodes in anime. Like, I never expect to see a Christmas episode. You never expect episode. to see a Christmas yeah. special. And it's like, oh, shit. I was expecting a very a special Christmas present. Yeah, I never expected a very special Christmas episode. Or, uh, like, especially, okay, probably not many people like this, but uh, Rental Magica which is a show about a temp agency for wizards. And they have a very special Christmas episode where they're being Christmas to dead orphans who burn to death in a fire. 
They're, they're ghosts. They uh, bring them you, Christmas. You have just been waiting <laughs> to say dead orphans that burned to death in a fire on air for a year now. I have. Like, that's all this is. Or, um, there is the Daemon episode, Daemon Seed episode of Big O, where Big O fights a giant Christmas tree. He does, yeah. Which is, you know, Big O is basically Batman with a giant uh, robot, so it's there's awesome. There's the, the Ronma One Half, which is the one I always remember, is yeah. the Ronma One Half Christmas episode, which is predictably about uh, Ronma giving a gift to Akane, mm. and and vice versa and then breaks into a musical number and like which went, is atrocious in the English dub and but, I uh, never what, I never understood that in the plot like I was watching the episode and suddenly it's like and now we're gonna put it on a Christmas yeah, show even if, <laughs> even if you take in the original Japanese it's basically just an excuse to have the voice actresses sing, sing. well they were all good I mean they all yeah, did yeah exactly they, they were didn't they name their own group up yeah they were yeah. you know it was it was just pretty much the main uh, Tendo it was siblings like the siblings and Ranma. And, Ranma. and yeah. then whatever other female cast members they wanted to rotate in and out. Because Ranma sounds... Uh, like and we all know so she can like, sing. Yeah, she can so, sing, yeah. yeah that's, uh, or, um, uh, the last two episodes of the original Oh My Goddess OAV series were around yeah. Christmas. Oh, it was remember, all about yeah. Keiichi trying to make some money to buy Beldandia Ring because she was going to be going back wherever the hell those goddesses come from. Yeah, wherever the hell wherever <laughs> the goddesses come from. <laughs> I don't know. I hesitate to say uh, heaven, didn't but Tichimoku you know, do a, a Christmas episode. Possibly, I think like the second movie was a Christmas. Yeah, movie. there's something yeah. where I watched it on Cartoon Network. Like it was a, it was yeah. a. Uh, the, uh, so there's been some pretty. The uh, Gundam Double O eighty OAV series ends at Christmas with a uh, Zeon a Zeon battleship going to nuke a space colony on Christmas Day if the their commando team hasn't destroyed or stolen the Gundam. Yeah. That in fact, the one last member of the Ted Commando team, in order to save the colony, uses like prey balloons of Frosty the Snowman and Santa Claus as decoys against the Gundam. I, it, I it's know. funny. It's also, <laughs> yeah, I don't even know yeah, what to say to yeah. that. God damn it you, should probably be, It's also about the only Gundam show where you're ever rooting for the guy fighting the Gundam, like you're supposed rather, to be. You're supposed to be, rather than... <laughs> Except, you know, it's still kind of fucked up because the he's kind of in love with the pilot of the Gundam and doesn't know who, that she's piloting the Gundam. It doesn't turn out well no matter how you look at it. But it's Christmassy. <laughs> well, that's just weird. Yeah. Like, like I say, it's, it's weird to encounter the Christmas thing in anime. And sometimes it's a heartwarming tale of burned-to-death orphans and sometimes you're nuking a space <laughs> colony. Sometimes it's a heartwarming tale of burned-to-death orphans. <laughs> Uh, history uh, RT of Reverse Thieves fame. I'll just point out to me again on Twitter because I'm doing Twitter stuff for the Awesome Cast. It's crazy. Yeah, you point out that uh, How to the Combat Butler begins on Christmas. Ah, like, yeah, it does. Mm. And occasionally they've actually made um, actual Christmas anime things. Uh, Chad from Gaijin Side likes it's a Dake My Santa. And For some he was reason, like, he was very insistent. I talk about it, so I will. It's shit. <laughs> what is the? It's the oh, love it's Ken guy. Yeah, I'm. Some people like him, and some people really like him. I just, I really don't. I don't. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm with Basil on this one. Love Hina really turned me off from him. And this is just the same old Love Hina shit with a Santa filler, a filter. It's about this guy. His name is Santa. He. The, he hates Christmas and he's all alone because his parents never loved him. So <laughs> yeah. a Santa in training named Mai goes there to give him Christmas spirit. And he complains that she doesn't have big boobs. Because the Christmas spirit gives her big boobs. Because Christmas spirit requires tits. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why not? 
And that's your that's your holiday story. Rudolph with your tits so bright, what makes them swell unnaturally? Magic. Rudolph the silicon reindeer. <laughs> so right. Had some fun bags yeah. of glee. Boobies. Boobies. Yeah, <laughs> most uh, seasons of uh, whatever Sentai show or Common Rider show is on usually at least takes a nod at a Christmas episode. It takes a nod that the Christmas time is happening around them at least if they don't specifically address it. Uh, that's uh, Because in Japan it's a holiday. It's, it's a very holiday commercial holiday. They eat lots of KFC. The waiting list for KFC is months long. <laughs> I am not fucking with you people. Hey, Colonel Sanders is an epic icon. I know, Japan. he's an epic icon, man. Right up there with Pepsi Man. Yeah. Herbs, he's got spices, he's got the herbs, Watch Project Echo if you don't believe me. Colonel Sanders is an epic figure. Because, you know, you know, it's all about the undefinable. Like, you know, it's the undefinable. Oh, don't bring that stupid pothead <laughs> sociology back up. God. We had a guy, folks. Let's just take a second and tell the story. Because <laughs> this is very much in the Christmas spirit of lol. <laughs> um, we had this guy, and like, he got, I guess he got like an F on his thing. But he was all like, my presentation, my paper was on the undefinable quantity of le- illegalizing marijuana and blah 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 and how there's no real way to tell the effect of man because it's just medicine man it's all just medicine yeah anyway. uh, yeah it was very funny and stuff I'm sure that was funny to listen to let's see uh, there's a Garfield uh, Christmas does anybody remember the Garfield Christmas story like I really didn't he find that. his mom or something? yeah he find his mom it was why do I know this you say <laughs> exactly it's like why do I know that <laughs> You say these things and images from my childhood drift back into my head. I know, head. isn't it weird? Like, um... Bree types in, The Year Without Santa Claus. It was a uh, Ronkin' ba- Rockin', rock, rockin Boss. Ronkin' Boss, yeah, those Sto- dudes. Ocean, uh, yes, I remember that now. I know I've seen that. I've seen it. Oh, that was a good one, too. Like, uh... There's all sorts of, of, of wonderful There's lots of those little, there. like, they show them, I don't know, maybe they still do, I guess. They used to show them, like, every year around Christmas. Now, the one I really, really remember, so much so that when I was a kid, I actually tracked it down recently. I didn't quite realize what I was watching, apparently, was a little cartoon called Peace on Earth. Peace oh, really? on What's that Earth. About? It's uh, from 1939. It's a little cartoon. And it starts off with these squirrels singing um, Peace on Earth, Goodwill to Men. Oh, that's the one about... Oh, I've seen that. That's the one where the squirrels are all like, human beings used to celebrate Christmas, then they die! (laughs) It is about these little squirrels. And they ask their big grandpappy squirrel, it's like, what's men? He's like, oh, well... Men is what got your grandfather put in jail. (laughs) It's like, well, there ain't no men anymore. And then it, 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 like, switches to this rotoscoped world war... (laughs) <laughs> where human <laughs> beings are fighting each other and the end of it has the two sol- two soldiers are the only men left on earth as they both shoot each other. So and then they go and then and then later on the animals find in the rubble a random copy of the bible. And so they learn <laughs> the true meaning of Christmas, Christmas from the bible. <laughs> from the bible. And then it zooms out and you notice that all of these little animals are living in like old like army, army helmets and stuff. And stuff. Like 
So this is it's, like uh, so it turned out a, to be post-apocalyptic. Yeah, yeah. post-apocalyptic yeah. furries have taken furries over the have world. Taken over the world. My God. Um, <laughs> you know, the, uh, just to mention, who was it? Bree that was talking about uh, the year without Santa Claus. Yeah, they just released on Blu-ray. I mean, just really because I um, I saw it at Best Buy. So mm. you should go get that, Bree, because it. Uh, that, just, you think they'd be worth it on Blu-ray? It's yeah. uh, uh, just on Blu-ray, and uh, oh, does anybody remember? Um, Oh, what was the Christmas? You're talking about bad Christmas specials, and I can't even. Bad Christmas specials. Like, oh, how about Elf. everything? Uh, Anybody see Elf? Like, no. I can't personally. I can't stand uh, what's his name. Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. I just think he's dumb. But it was my coworkers. Yeah. Man, they used to the pin the uh, the picture of Will Ferrell smiling is my favorite up at work, and that was our our cue to smile at people was because smiling is my favorite. Uh. Um, well, just about any of that stuff they show on the Family Channel for holiday specials, those are all pretty much horrible. Um, <laughs> Anybody remember Christmas Comes to Pac-Land? No. Oh, man, <laughs> there's the Pac-Man cartoon Christmas special. You guys are cheating. You have access to the internet. Oh, I didn't pull that one from the internet. Okay. I had, I did pull uh, um, this one, though. I didn't know there was. There's He-Man and She-Ra Christmas, apparently. I remember that. Really? That's interesting. Yeah, I don't know why they have Christmas on Eternia. But they do. But they do. Italian and Christmas. There's like this evil thing that is Satan, but they never say he's Satan, and he wants to like destroy them. And so for some reason, he's bossing around Hordak and Skeletor inexplicably, who are working together also inexplicably because they didn't like each other, um, from what I remember. And then He-Man and Shira saved the world for Christmas. It's been a long time. I'm just going uh, from what I remember. Anybody remember, this is another Muppet one. Anybody remember Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas? I can't you guys say I do. It's, um, it's, it's a really interesting story. It's Jim Henson's take. You know the old story about, you know, I shaved my hair to buy you a watch band and I sold yeah, my the watch to the Mad Guy. The Mick for the Mad. Uh, it's his take on that. It's about a, a son and a single mom who are very poor and the son decides that he's going to uh, poke a hole in, in, his mother, in the wash tub that he owns. He, his mother washes people's clothes to... Uh, make a, a washboard guitar and make a, a jug band and win a contest so he can get enough money to pay for I can't remember what for his mother and his mother sells something else to to make m- enough money to buy a dress so she can dress up pretty for the for the contest to sing a song so she can buy and then they both lose to Riverbottom Nightmare Band a punk rock metal <laughs> Christmas band done by Jim Henson featuring a snake on drums that's in a water tank because he's a water snake <laughs> and a bear that is dressed like the fawns with like dark glasses and a leather jacket and if I remember his only line in the song is he's like Nathan Explosion he just gets him and goes Riverbottom Nightmare Band. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> and they win the contest. <laughs> but luckily, the owner of the tavern where they're they're watching it thinks that the the likes the mom and the washboard band so good that they they give them a regular job singing and playing at the. Uh, uh, but uh, anyone who's seen it will never forget Riverbottom Nightmare. I mean, the drummer is in a tank of water, and so they, you have this drummer Muppet that's like. And like it's a snake and it's drumming. Don't ask me how. <laughs> He's a snake drumming in a tank of water. Anything I do remember is <clears throat> I don't, but I want to see it now. I own it on DVD, and my friend Kevin, we will watch that Hosmas. Like Emma Otter's Drug Band Christmas is not something to be missed. Oh, I totally. This is one of the best ever. 
Um, <laughs> we watch it every year. We actually had to, I have a copy now because my mom bought a copy and we were like, Mom, we've bought it every year for the last three years. <laughs> 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 and so we, I took one home. Um, See, there's always the uh, Punch and Judy Christmas special. Yes. Which is an old, old, old puppet show where the two puppets would just beat each other for like 30 or like 20 minutes. You know, it and used to be comedy. And this one just happened to have, yeah, I mean, this one just happens to feature an episode that Santa Claus introduces them. <laughs> and it's, it's Punch and Judy. <laughs> Punch and Judy. Uh, there's, of course, Charlie Brown, the Charlie Brown Christmas special. Oh, yes. About the shittiest Christmas tree in the universe. Um... Like, I said strong Christian overtones. <laughs> oh, you know, Peppermint Patty Peppermint was Patty that. was hitting that. That's right. It's, uh, Marcy and Peppermint She'd like Patty. to do things to her, that girl that Charles M. Schultz can't print. Um, my first jury ship. <laughs> my first jury, my first jury ship. ship. It's everyone's first jury ship. Um, How the Grinch Stole Christmas? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah not the so. Jim Carrey version. Fuck you for that, Jim Carrey. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. You'll never listen to our podcast, and I don't care. Fuck you. No on one mo- should, sorry, no one should fuck with uh, Dr. Susan. On Monday, Jim Carrey's going to be crying, Eric. Crying. He listens to the show every show. week. He's the only one who listens to the show. We've just alienated that, our only listener. Yes, he listens to this every week, even though we don't put him out every week. He listens to it anyway. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas? Yeah, there's a there's a Christmas kind, movie. Kind of, yeah, I guess. yeah. There's a little uh... Nightmare Before Christmas is a Christmas movie. It's Tim Burton's fucked up world view of a Christmas movie. Yeah, <laughs> only Tim Burton could tell a Christmas story. It's kind of the sweet. lens of Halloween. Yeah. It's, uh, you know what I mean? It's well, very entertaining. Well, I can say you can see that because I mean, on Halloween you get presents. On Christmas you get presents. Presents is like yeah. Well, I mean, it, it really is Halloween. about the anthropomorphic personification of Halloween becoming fascinated with Christmas and wanting to get in involved even though that's a really bad idea and it, and it really uh <laughs> and they pretty much spell that out but uh it still has one of the best parodies of any christmas thing ever have you ever seen the the uh the nightmare for hanukkah where uh, <laughs> not, he goes through the hot so robot chicken thing and he goes through the hanukkah tree and he, it's like here's your hanukkah present it's like some socks or something and the jack's one goes this sucks and goes back to halloween <laughs> and that's the end uh, my favorite part is where he, he tells them to the two the three little human children who live there for some reason to bring him Santa Claus and they bring back the Easter Bunny and the Easter Bunny is just scared shitless of everything around him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Um, let's see. There's all those little claymation ones, you know. There's the island, the one with the island misfit toys. Yeah, the Rudolph the and the Rudolph New right Year. There's Rudolph a couple right Rudolphs. There's Frosty a couple Snowman. Frosties. Um, Whatever Santa Claus movie it is, where there's like the fire and ice guys yeah, who sing exactly. songs. I didn't remember. We I don't know, know these names. Either. We just remember the. They show these every year. You'll see them if you look around. The point is, guys, there's an absolute fuck ton of fun Christmas stuff out there. Mm-hmm. Tokyo Godfathers. I think Basil, one of you wanted to mention that one. Yeah, I figured that's what I'm fishing out. Hey, the ref, which is you know the ref. I just you know yeah. <laughs> just the ref. Yeah. The ref. Um, I blanked on the actor Dennis Leary. No, yes. like, uh, so that's that's no. all I got on tap. I mean, like right there. Uh, so Tokyo Godfathers. So yeah, Tokyo Godfathers, the late, the great, the sadly the late Satoshi Kon. This is quite possibly his most accessible movie. And this is a movie about three hobos and a baby. 
That's what they should have called it. <laughs> three hobos and a baby. I would have watched that already if it was all three hobos and a baby. <laughs> but it is. It's free, three hobos and a baby. You got your old bearded dude, the the uh, runaway teenage girl, and, and the, the uh, transvestite. You know? you know, for some reason, Japanese live action has led me to believe that hobos are incredibly awesome. <laughs> well, I can definitely tell you that they're very entertaining. Yes. And it's, it shows you the true spirit of Christmas as only hobos in Tokyo can provide. It's, it's one of those movies that it could have been live action and been okay, but... It just some this the fact that it's animated just really helps it get a little bit of zing. Uh, you can really tell that it's very much as Tokyo Godfathers because Tokyo is almost as much of a character as the other characters are. Because you see just all the different you know the sights, the sounds, um, the good parts, the bad parts of, of Tokyo, and it's really almost as much a love letter to Christmas as it is to Tokyo. So it's like Tokyo and Christmas got married and had a baby. Um, yes, and then gave and, it to some hobos. And they gave it to three yeah, hobos. Yeah, some hobos. <laughs> like <laughs> they would. <laughs> and there's just really neat tricks. Like, for example, there is uh, one of the hobos that gets into a fight with some punk teenagers. And as the hobo gets beaten up, there's slot, the, the, hot, the, uh, light, the lights on the windows of the houses slowly go down like it was a life bar. Like, oh wow! That's, like, that's one of the things where it's such, it's such it's such a background thing to show how much damage you know how how hard the hobo is. So Touch just threw it in there. He thought it'd be a neat way to indicate things, you know, just neat little things like that he did throughout the whole film. That you know, it's a simple film, but it's just so well done. And definitely, you know, if anyone wants to watch a really good Christmas film you've never seen before. It's great. Yeah, and I think we'll. T- I think we're going to watch that and then come back and talk about it at, uh, at length. Or Perhaps point. another so, day. Yeah, at some point. At some point. So, so we'll definitely get into that one. Yeah. But there, that is a whole, almost a <coughs> whole forty-five minutes to an hour of just talking about. Just talking about Christmas, Christmas movies. I got to tell you, uh, now it's time to decide, and uh, my vote's for Die Hard. <laughs> if you got to come up <laughs> with the most awesome Christmas movie ever, Bruce Willis. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfuckers. I, I think Die Hard really is a movie that all people, of all beliefs, all or, beliefs. No, or beliefs, no, no beliefs, can come together. Can come together. It's the best Buddhist movie, too. Yes. Like, you can come so together just in the love of seeing Bruce Willis kill, kill people. people. Yeah. 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 It's true. If, He's a giver. And you know, if you don't want to watch Die Hard, that's okay, because there's Die Hard 2. Or Die Hard 3. Live or, for your Die Hard. That's Die Hard 4. But, um... I know. It's, he, he was... I um, said got two, three, and then I said four. Sorry. Yeah. 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 So, and possibly one, there could be another one in the future. And but, yeah. all kidding aside, like, uh, you know, love to you and your family. Love to everybody listening to this. Uh, I don't care what race, denomination, whatever you are, whatever you believe in. Merry fucking Christmas. And uh, go get some KFC, because, you know, you deserve it. And remember, the actress that plays Ramona Flowers in the Scott Pilgrim movie was also the actress who plays the daughter of Bruce Willis in the Jesus Christ, don't movie. do that. Stop doing Man, I feel bad about whacking off to Kirsten Dunst first because she's a little girl in Jumanji, and now I'm going to feel bad about whacking off to the girl who plays Scott uh, Ramona Flowers. What? She was, like, in late high school. Oh, I'm life. done with this. <laughs> Maybe even in college, actually, now I'm thinking about it. Oh, uh, we're out. Wasn't that long ago. Ruined my master. So this is a bad time to mention interview with the vampire, right?
Of 